Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and welcome to episode 59 of Nintendo World Report's Connectivity Podcast, Too Much Sugar Rush. Uh, In this week's episode, we are starting off with a discussion of the newest Nintendo Direct, where they blew out all the doors on Miiverse and Warawara Plaza and all that stuff. After that, there's a little bit of discussion on Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask, and finally, we share our thoughts on the retro game love fest that was Wreck-It Ralph. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this, uh, well, it's, I guess, sort of a newscast segment of Connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Uh, today, I'm joined by Zach Miller, uh, Patrick Barnett. Hello. And Mike Sklenz. Howdy. Howdy. And uh, starting with the most important news, Zach owes me a Wii U eShop game. Yes. If you may recall, I believe, was it last episode or two episodes ago? Yeah, it was Zach? last episode. Okay. Uh, we made a bet as to whether or not there'd be Nintendo Direct detailing a lot of the online features of the Wii U. Zach said no, I said yes, and lo and behold, a week later, there is a Nintendo Direct, and it's all about the online aspects of the system. This is so. why I don't go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we've got all the uh, kind of news bundled here, and we're going to go through everything, as there was a lot of it, and in as we were talking about before recording, in pure Nintendo brilliance, they decided to release all of this the day of the election results. So uh, it kind of got probably Nintendo does not care bit. about America. They never really have. No, apparently they Probably not. didn't even realize it. <laughs> they probably didn't. November 6th. I mean, it doesn't sound like anything would go on that day. I mean, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> it's <just> a regular <laughs> <old> Tuesday. <laughs> All right. So let's um let's start well, with Wednesday some of the, now. So, well, yeah. But let's start with some of the uh the Wii U news here. Um so first off, we finally got to see what happens when you boot the system, uh what it's going to look like. Uh, I guess we kind of had ideas of this, but I think what's on the gamepad is new. I don't think we've seen this before. So on the TV screen will be the, uh, I guess, now officially dubbed uh, Wara Wara Plaza. Are you guys shocked that they are keeping that for America? Good I was God, figuring it's awful. It would, why isn't it the Miiverse Plaza? They're pitching this whole Miiverse thing. Why don't they call it Miiverse Plaza? Or even Me Plaza. Anything. And Bill Trinan, you know... Like, oh, now everyone will know a little Japanese. Great. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> now I know how to say wada wada. It's just yeah, one of those I... obscure things where you're going to be telling your friends, <laughs> you're going to tell your friends I'm playing the Wii U on the Warawara Plaza, and they're just going to look at you with one of those faces. <laughs> yeah, everyone's yeah. just going to call it the Plaza. I hope real. so. Yeah, that, that's that's a kind of an unfortunate It was like choice. when they tried to get everyone not to use the term Wiimote. It was just going to happen. And eventually they just gave in and started calling it the Wiimote. Which is good because that's just a brilliant term. I mean, that's, yeah. there's no reason not to call it a Wiimote. Um, but yeah, so when you turn on the system, uh, the Wara Wara Plaza will be on the TV screen. And then on your gamepad screen will be basically something similar to the um, the channel screen from the Wii. Um, or even something similar to the 3DS. Too, nice. Um, where all your just applications and different things are right there. So you can just click them and, and go right to where you need to go. Or if you want to... Um, you know, send messages and do stuff like that through Miiverse, then you can actually flip them around and then interact with the plaza um, through the gamepad, which is kind of cool. Now, I've heard a rumor, Scott, and you'll have to tell me if this is true, that you can put things in folders and the folders can have as many as five letters. Whoa. (laughs) Is that true? Did they they actually talk about that? I have no idea. I'm making that shit up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Don't dream too big. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah, maybe there'll be folders. Hopefully, that'd be nice. But yeah, we'll see if uh, if there's just gonna be one letter or not. Hopefully, I really hope that carries over. I hope they think that's a good idea. <laughs> just stick with the uh, the one letter folders there. Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Um, and so they showed a lot more of of the War War Plaza and how that will uh, how that will work. Um, it, it means basically what we saw at the um, the I think it was Nintendo Direct before E3. Yeah. Um, where Mies from all over the, I guess the world will be, you know, like flocked around a certain game. Um, and then people can send messages about the game. And then like, it seems to just pull them randomly from the pool and display them to you. Mm. Um, I hope you know, it's so- real time. That, I hope there's, you know, there's like, these are what my friends are saying. These are what people around me are saying. This is what the whole world is saying. That's what well, I want it. Like, like Twitter basically. Right. And it does seem like it kind of works like that from what it sounded like. And, and I didn't watch all the slide Patrick you did. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. And I don't know if this came out in the videos or this is something that came out afterwards, but it sounds like, um, the stuff on the, the main war war plaza and, is from like all over the uh, the world, so I don't know that it would be yeah, live. That, I that's think what I, it appeared like it was. They like watching the Japanese conference. It's hard to <laughs> really understand what Iwata is saying, but right. That, that's what it appeared like. It's like a uh, mix of friends and everyone else. Yeah, your friends are definitely there. Yeah, yeah, that's and then um, for sure. And then similar to like Facebook, you can actually like upvote what people say. So like if it's something that's like useful or funny, you can, you can like say, yeah, yeah, you can basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 yeah it's there. It's so I'm going to say that like. every time I click it. Yeah. And <laughs> then, um, but if it's a spoiler, you can flag it as a spoiler. So like a spoiler tag will be there. So people have to manually click it to see the message. And if or, you're a dickhead and you don't mark it, other people can report it. And if it gets enough reports, it gets marked as a spoiler anyway. Exactly. Oh. Or when you, when you send the message yourself, you can choose to tag it as a spoiler. So people have to, yeah, manually select to actually see it. Um, yeah, so it's kind of cool. It kind of gives you like an, some impetus, I guess, to send messages out. And I don't know if it will alert you if yours gets chosen to like be viewed to the world. I don't know. You know, it'd be kind of cool if you knew it happened. Um, you know, or like, I guess I know that they're bringing the, um, like the 3DS like notification system over. So it'd be kind of cool if like it would tell you every time someone like basically, you know, yeah, to your post. Um, you know, and you could just see if you, just like I mean, Facebook. just like Twitter, yeah, Facebook or Twitter, that kind of rush where like you say something funny and then you get like a few retweets or favorites or whatever. And you're like, all right, I did it. <laughs> so it's kind of that similar like satisfaction. So that's kind of cool. Then as far as I, I believe like you can then like view your friends list and view what your friends are just saying about the, the games. But I think when you first boot it, it's just all over the world, but I think you can narrow it to your friends. Um, Unless I'm just making that up, but I believe I read that somewhere. It but. would only make sense. Yeah, it sounds logical, Scott. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> and then, um, from that that same interface, actually, you can um then send friend requests and stuff. Um, yeah, no people. more friend codes. No, that's all gone. Well, you have a, a number, so you technically still have a friend code, oh. I guess, because so everyone's like account. Everyone's account. No, it's everyone's account has a number, but you don't need to exchange numbers with people. In, on some other service you can just you can you could i guess oh. you could do that you can type your friend's number in and it'll just send a request your friend does not also need to type your number in oh, but, but so you also have account usernames too Mike. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got like oh. a baseline account number and then you get a username i think it's so two people can use the same username i guess if the primary key is a number instead Oh. Right, and and Blizzard's kind of done that now, um, like yeah. with with Diablo three. Like when you yeah. put that, like you you have a a specific like code to send to people to add you as a friend. But then that way, that allows you to just pick whatever username you want, um, oh. which is kind of cool. So you don't have to worry about people stealing your username. 
Um, but so you yeah, do have true. to worry about people impersonating you because two people can have the same username. That's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, you gotta watch out for those doppelgangers. I'm gonna make a Zach Miller parody account. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> um, and then yeah, but yeah, if you like someone's, you know, like post on the War War Plus. Oh, just guys, do you think this means people will make like? a fake Reggie account and I can be friends with fake Reggie and, and then the account can just post joke statuses on all the games I'm playing. Nice. Oh, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Maybe not Reggie, but I'm going to do that. And then, um, yeah. And then f- so from that, if you like, like in the war war plaza, if you see someone's comment, you think it's funny, then you can actually just like send them a friend request and they can be added to your list. And what's kind of funny too, is like, they don't necessarily have to accept it, but it kind of works like Twitter where, you can have someone following you and you don't have to like follow them back is what it sounds like. Like you can follow up to something like a hundred people. There was like a hundred limit and then a thousand. Uh, I think the hundred was friends and the thousand was followers or followees or. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So however that's going to work, but so there's kind of like, yeah, two separate lists where it does work like Twitter where, you know, like you can keep tabs on someone, but. You know, maybe it picks the thousand people most like you like friend recommendations or something. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I made that up. So No, no. It, it is something where it's like cuz you know with Xbox like I think you could I think you can only have 100 friends or maybe they've upped that limit now, but like with people like let's say games journalists who like to play with readers of their sites, you know, that's a big limitation where you can only add 100 people and then that's it, you know, like you kind of are locked out. But in this way, you don't have to actually like befriend these people. You can just be following them in a way and then still yeah. interact with them it sounds like. So, I don't know. We'll see how that works, but it's kind of cool. Kind of a cool idea. Um and then speaking of the um, network ID and the accounts, uh, that was announced that you will have a network ID and then you can have 12 accounts per system. Oh, wow. Yeah. And games play across accounts. So if I buy <laughs> Donkey Kong, you can play it on the same Wii under a different account. So like PSN. Yeah, like PSN. Exactly. But the, the one limitation with this that wasn't clarified is this kind of suggests that um, downloads are still tied to system and not necessarily yeah. like user yeah. So hey, but as long as they can transfer the license from one console to another, right? As long as it doesn't require a police report. Yeah, um, I'm sure it will. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully, there's some ease in that. But you yeah. know, still that that that's pretty cool. So and they they kind of hinted towards this with like the TV stuff um, at that Nintendo Direct back in September when they announced the release date and everything. You know, because your whole family can have accounts and then it will tailor like suggestions to you. Yeah. You know, based on what you're watching specifically. So. It kind of, you know, gives a reason to log into your specific name when you're watching Netflix or Hulu or your TV or whatever. So yeah. It's yeah. an aggregate favoriting system, which is kind of nice. Not just here's my Hulu favorites, here's my Netflix favorites. You can just like something across all platforms. Right, and then, it, yeah, it'll propagate with, like, whatever yeah. is available across all those platforms, which is, yeah, very cool. I'm like, very excited about TV. <laughs> I really am. I didn't think I would be, but... I'm excited because I don't have cable... So to a degree, oh, really? though, we already use the Apple TV for basically everything, oh. but yeah. and the and the iPad, which is nice too. But uh, this thing is also very handy just because it's it's one it will cross search all those platforms at once, which is something the Apple TV doesn't do. Mm-hmm. It's something the Xbox does, but the search interface is so gross on the Xbox that <laughs> when it, it gives you the results, it just shows you like Seinfeld on four different platforms, but it doesn't put logos on what platforms they're on. It's just four of the same picture of Seinfeld or whatever. And then you have to scroll over on each of them to see which service it's on. So you can uh, figure out which one you want to watch. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. That is is not good at all. Um, Oh, and then one, Oh, go ahead. Patrick. I was just going to say, I think it's worth noting that Nintendo TV and Miiverse and the eShop, I think for that matter, they're all going to be 
a patch that you have to download on day one. Yeah, I don't know if we have a news article up yet, but I, I shared the link yesterday that IGN um, had posted a story about. And um, yeah, right now they have no access to that stuff with their, uh, you know, their units that have gone ahead of time. Yeah, so we have this Wii, but we can't do anything with it, really. Right. And supposedly that stuff's supposed to be unlocked for the review units pretty soon. But from what they've heard, day one, there'll be like a, a firmware update that will unlock everything. Oh, God. Um, as That's far as not the online stuff goes. Get your Wii U early. Their servers are going to crash. I remember when I got the Wii, that very first firmware update actually bricked my Wii, and then I they had to send it in, and they sent me a new one. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and then, and then the Wii was fine for, like, six years, and then now, it did, you know, I've got problems with it. And actually, today, my PS3 died, so. Ouch. I've got that going. Yeah, it's got that. I've, apparently, it's called, like, the yellow ring of death is what people call it. I never even... Oh, the yellow light, thing. yeah. Yellow light of death, yeah, um, where, like... It turns on, and then a second later, the light turns yellow, which I didn't even know there was a yellow light in there. And then it just blinks red, and then that's it. So That's never good, yellow and red. No, no, not good at all. So, kind of sucks. But I guess the Wii U comes out in a week, so I'm going to mostly play everything on there anyway, so I guess I don't really care. And oh, I have I another... a week. I know, right? Oh, and I, I have... I actually, Sunday. I have, another blue, I have another Blu-ray player, so I'm not very worried about that. But anyway... um. One thing too, before we move on from the kind of the Meverse stuff, they also um, said that you can actually send messages through Meverse, um, you know, like as if sending messages through a friends list on any of the other systems. So that's nice. It's not going to be Swap Note, I guess is what I'm saying. Thank God, <laughs> you'll be able to send private messages. So that's Do you think great. Swap Note will still show up eventually? <laughs> Probably. I mean, just as a cool, like you know, fun little application. But it'll be nice that it's not the crux of communicating through the yeah. system. <laughs> now would be a good time to mention that Meverse and um, eShop are going to be available on non-Nintendo devices sometime in 2013. Yeah. 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 I'm, the, the eShop thing is confusing to me. I'm thinking eShop just means on the web, so you can oh. buy things and just add them to a download queue like you can do with the Xbox website. Right, and with Steam, yeah. too. You can do that yeah. with Steam. Like you can yeah. buy it through the browser and just download them later at home. Yeah, but um, Meverse is obviously going to be all up on your mobile phone and stuff, which is... That's pretty cool, honestly. Being having like their own private Twitter network, basically for uh for their games, where you can access it anywhere. Right, that is cool. Or like you know, you receive you receive messages from your your Wii U friends like to yeah. your phone and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. It's that's a, a good tie-in really cool if a, if enough people use it because they can they will almost certainly use it to push updates to your phone to say, "Hey, this new game just came out." Because if you don't turn on your Wii U, you're not going to see the update that they pushed to your Wii U to tell you that. But if they right. send a beep, a bump to my iPhone, I'm going to see it. Yeah, dastardly. It is. Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's actually sort of forward thinking. It's <laughs> 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 shocking. Um, so yeah, I think that's most of the Miiverse stuff. And then they showed how a um, a video chat would work uh, between Iwata and Reggie, which was just the most awkward. Oh, it was thing so awkward. Ever. Zach, you you owe it to yourself to watch this video. It's really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Supposedly the first video chat ever done on two Wii U's. Yeah, which I somehow I, doubt that. I really okay. doubt that. I mean, they had to have tested this thing, right? They didn't just put it in there and go, "Well, we'll try." Maybe it a they week mean the, it the first one done on two final like builds. Yeah, like yeah, two like actual pieces of hardware that you could buy at the store. Yeah, that's probably yeah. right. Yeah, and not like in a testing. You yeah, know, like like they must setting. We yeah. saw that video chat at the the pre E three Nintendo Direct. <coughs> there was that one. Yeah, right. So this is the, just the first one with the final equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, that one. Yeah, with the guy playing Zombie U and then the, like his grandpa or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> it, it seemed to. Uh, it was either his grandpa or just some weird old guy. No, it was revealed it was that you grandpa. can now draw 
all over yeah. your friend. Yeah, it would, it, it's, it's like kind a magic of weird glowy that, pen. It's kind of weird that they both overlap, though. Like, I don't know, like Reggie and Ewok. It's like you're drawing, drawing on a piece of glass that's hanging between you two. Yeah, I, I guess. guess so. But yeah, so they show it. It seems pretty simple. I mean, it works just like, you know, you would expect. It takes a second to connect, and then uh, after that, everyone's displayed. And yeah, it, the... It displays on the TV and on the gamepad, and like Mike said, you can draw all over the gamepad, so you can draw penises in your it's, friend's mouth. Yep, and that's really all you're going to do. Uh, yeah, that's mostly it. You play tic tac toe, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Dick true. Tic tac toe. Well, <laughs> oh. And then um, they said that I think what they said is that you'd be able to do that while playing or like while using some applications of the Wii U. So like you, they could said, technically... yeah, if you get a video call or I guess a call, or I guess they're all video calls. If you get one in the middle of a game. The there's a blue ring that, around the home button that'll flash. Right, to let you know you're getting a call, so then you can yeah. accept it. And then it sounded like you could watch, like, you know, the TV service together um, while doing a video call. Yeah, so like you yeah could, they you said could, you could put the video down on the screen. Yeah, and, and then, like, could, watch yeah, Netflix I guess or you could both watch Netflix together. Like, oh, I guess I, I guess I could do that. I mean, I had a phone already that I could do that with, too, but... <laughs> right, but now it's all tied into one service, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, so it would be kind of cool of that is if there was some kind of cross play. Like you could pause it and it would pause it for everybody. Right. Which Xbox is kind of like, used to do that. I think I was going to say Xbox yeah. had. Yeah, the, that the was party. a great feature, and they killed it. Did they actually get rid of it? I, I remember think they doing killed it a couple it. times. It was actually kind of cool. It was pretty fun. It was fun to like watch a movie in MST3K it with your friends, basically. And it would because it had your avatars like displayed yeah, on the bottom. Yeah. yeah, that was really. I think. Why everyone liked it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like MST3K. I didn't. I didn't know they got rid of it. I, that's weird. I why heard they, they got rid of it. I haven't used it in years, though. Well, maybe that's why they got rid. Of it. It's weird to remove yeah. a feature. You'd think once it's in there, you don't really need to remove it. What upkeep could there possibly be? But I don't know. Guess but the amount of times of they change the dashboard and shit on the Xbox. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Do people even still really care about avatars on Xbox anymore? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't anyway, really much about it anymore. Um, okay, so yeah, so we'll get away from the um, the video chat stuff, but it did seem pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, and then in J- Japan, for all you uh, Japanese listeners, which are probably like zero, except for like the Japanese staff, um, Joy Sound Karaoke U will be installed on the system. Um, the newly announced application, I guess. Yeah. Where you can <laughs> rent karaoke time. Exactly. Wii U. It's free, quote unquote, with the system. But to actually do any karaoke, yeah, you have to buy time. So like uh, an hour, an hour was like three hundred yen, and then like twenty four hours was five hundred yen, or you know something, something like that. Yeah. And you could just buy bigger and bigger increments, and then you know the what you're paying per hour basically would decrease. But I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know. How, it's an interesting a, idea, and you know what? It seems like honestly a way better way to make money off of a karaoke game than something like a like a DLC model, because a lot of people are going to buy a karaoke game and then like probably hardly ever play it. Mm-hmm. And if you just wanted it for one party, you're not going to buy it, right? But exactly. if it was on the system, or if it was a free download or something, and you could just rent time on it, that's actually a you know, with how big karaoke is in Japan, that seems like a, a good money maker, actually. Yeah, totally. Oh, we're yeah. having a party. I guess I'll pay for a couple hours of karaoke on the Wii U. Exactly. It's like a yeah. one-time cost. So right, it's cool. It's a it's a good idea. Um, I I, I guess that means they're not going to get Sing Party, <laughs> right? Yeah, I was just going to say that that kind of kills Sing Party for them, but I don't even know if it's even technically coming to Japan. If we probably not. Yeah, I mean it's all American. Focused. I guess it'd be yeah, it'd be difficult to license the music over there too. Yeah, it's all different record labels. Right, exactly. Um, so let's see what else was there. Um, we learned some stuff about the system transfer. 
Um, sounds pretty painless. You, I think you go to your Wii U first to start it. You put in your SD card. It gets things going. Then you switch the SD card to your Wii. You download something from the, uh, the Wii shop there. And then it basically just transfers everything to your, uh, SD card. And so you put it back like in your Wii U. So it's just like the 3DS to 3DS. And it wipes, sell. it wipes much, the yeah. card after it does the transfer though. Of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't then, like that because I think it's going to wipe the Wii, and then it's all going to be on the card, and then it's going to wipe the card. But what if something goes wrong? All my shit is going to go on. <laughs> well, that's just, I'm just a risk you take. I don't know. I'm terrified because I had we had to hack the Wii to move the Animal Crossing save file because we had two Wiis, and the Animal Crossing save file was tied to a different Wii, and then sold a Wii. Oh. And so I had to hack the Wii both of them to some degree to get the save file to transfer from one machine to the other. Hmm. So I'm yeah. terrified that this is going to screw everything up. Yeah. Maybe you should just delete that animal crossing save if you can, if you don't uh, use it anymore. Yeah. Maybe just, maybe. To, just to be safe. Yeah. That would suck. But yeah, it'll transfer over all your me's. It'll transfer over any shop balance. I mean, it'll, it'll do everything. The, uh, the, the execs that the 3ds transfer did. So I wonder what uh Nintendo icon will be used to, you know, illustrate your progress. It was Pikmin with the 3DS, so. I feel they would do Pikmin again. It you seems think like so? a pretty, it's pretty standard, I think. Well, not standard, yeah. but um, it Good seems marketing like, for the game. Yeah, that too. Coming out eventually. Unknowns! <laughs> um, let me take a look at everything else we had here. That That's pretty much it for the hardware stuff. Um, they did some talking about New Super Mario Bros. U. Um... You know the the one seamless world that we kind of knew about, and the it um, looks the very nice. It does. The overworld looks great. It does. I'm excited. And then, um, you know what they showed in uh that um Nintendo Direct before E3, where you know people on your friends list and stuff can leave little messages about levels, and you'll see it when you come up to the level, and you know and just yeah. see what see what people are saying about it. They showed um, video of that rabbit guy now, too, the, the new rabbit character that they have, <laughs> like the little thief. Yeah. Yeah. Annoyed. Navid? Annoyed, avoid annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> and it's basically um, you race through and you know try and grab him in the level. Which I don't know if I know Zach. I know you've played Rayman, so you'll know the reference. But Patrick and Mike, I don't know if either of you played Rayman Origins, but it reminds me of those uh, treasure chest levels from Rayman. I played the demo level of that on the 3DS. Okay, yeah, yeah so I, me too. That probably wasn't like great. <laughs> yeah, not on the 3DS, but they actually were fun on the uh, on the actual game on a. Hardware that was and they also showed those co-op challenge levels that looked really kind of devious, actually. Yeah, I'm so actually they, interested in this game now. I know. They, they they did a lot, I think, to get a lot of people on board today. So there's the coin battle, which was in the, the Wii game, where you know you just try to collect more coins than the other person. Uh, but now you can split up into teams. So you can do two against two. You can do three on one. Um and then they have the challenge modes, you know, where they just kind of talked about where it's like fly through an entire level without touching the ground, you know, and like jump off enemies or, um, you know, get through a level with collecting less than five coins or something along those lines. And it sounds like those are customizable now. So you can actually like kind of change uh, what it is you need to do to, to complete the level. That's pretty neat. And so you can set up challenges for your friends, basically. And then you can actually, like, take video of your uh, of your levels and, like, upload it, I think, to, to like, to Meverse. Like, you can share it with your friends and stuff. Um, so that's all really, really cool. Um, yeah. So that I think that's... cool. That, that makes it sound even better than I thought it would be. Yeah, right? That, like, that doesn't make my mind Like, it kind of gets you excited about it. Yeah, actually. I was not that interested <laughs> in the game. 
because I don't know, I'm not a big, big fan of New Super Mario Bros., but I haven't played one since the original, so I think I might be due for, for a new one. Oh, yeah. Totally. A new, new Super Mario Bros. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so um, I think that's about everything uh, from today. I guess, uh, what do we all think? Pretty excited? Definitely got me yeah. more excited. I, my, yeah, my definitely was... more excited. Yeah. Now, today I was really thinking, because I've, I've been going back and forth on whether or not I'm going to buy one of these things on launch day. And today I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to buy it on launch day. Yeah. I knew I was going to cave eventually. It was just a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was all, you know, it was Why don't? Why I wouldn't guess. I want to have it on day one? I want to I want to have my, my fun and, exactly. and gloat to the internet. Exactly. There you go. Right before Thanksgiving, so you can take it to the family's house. Everyone can play Nintendo Land. Yeah. It's good stuff. So, um, yeah, that'll do it. So, I guess in the talkback feed, you know, let us know if you're excited or if there's anything still that you need answered that wasn't answered. Um, I'm sure people can come up with a few things. (laughs) There's always uh, nitpicking. But um, overall, I think we're pretty impressed. So, um, yeah, next week the Wii U comes out. Uh, I believe next week's show is pretty much going to be all Wii U focused. We're going to just talk about everything we know, everything we're excited for, and all that jazz. So uh, you can look forward to that. And um, yeah, thanks guys for being here. Of course. All right. Bye. Welcome to Layton Cast. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me we got Nate Andrews and Tyler Olu. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we're going to yes, talk Professor. all about Professor Herschel Layton and his mask of merit. Well, that's not his. Yeah, okay, okay. And, and the, the, ma- the mask of miracle that he is looking for in this game, in which you he solves puzzles. So, Nate, you reviewed this game. I guess, uh, uh-huh. you, do you have any thoughts as, a, as being a latent noob yeah. as far as how you felt about this game? Um, I like it. I mean, I, I don't have the frame of reference that you guys have, but I, I thought as a standalone, you know, a fairly short puzzle adventure, it was, it was a really cool thing. And I'm glad I've, I've gotten to Leighton now. Um, I'm looking forward to moving backward and trying other Leighton games. I think but, it might be it might be quite a like like going back. Yeah, it might to the for first like one. a bad shock or something. I think like it's still. I mean, honestly, I think every game in the series is great, okay. but like the pacing is kind of picked up from game to game, and oh, like okay. I guess the puzzle variety is kind of broadened because I, like definitely in the first one, I would say there's a lot of bullshit puzzles where it's just kind of like the same sort of thing, and there's tricks to them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then as as going through the series, and especially in, in the new one, 
there is just like you know a wide variety of puzzles. They're not as kind of gotcha as some of the older ones are. Okay. But I mean, the story, it, the stories are all kind of the same. I mean, like, like I don't even think mentioning some of the things that might happen <laughs> in in the in the in the past four games would even really spoil anything because you won't fucking expect it. Like, there's a sword fight at one point in one of those games. It's it's bananas. Like what? Rocket ships and like fucking helicopters, like it's yeah. crazy. Machine gun casino, yeah, machines. Uh, yeah, I've I, seen that one. I think that is by far my favorite, my favorite <laughs> moment in a latent game, and I think still my favorite one is Unwound Future, the third one, because that is the one where it's it's pretty early on. I, I don't think it's that much of a spoiler in which like Leighton and and Luke are being chased by people, and he builds a a <laughs> like a machine gun out of a slot machine, and then you shoot like coins at people who have guns with bullets i still wish that they would let you use your hint coins as uh, ammunition and you're like you decide if you're gonna take these guys or not it's this beautiful scene that can only really be pulled off with that art style in that world where it's like these guys with guns with bullets are just kind of like oh shit he's shooting coins see i would think he would like throw his head at them odd job style or something (laughs) but Uh, i think the hard thing for me like because basically um i'm playing the last Spectre, like, concurrently, like, I intended to beat it, but then, like, some review stuff got in the way, so I wasn't able to beat it before I got, um, Miracle Mask, but anyways, I think it's, like, it sounds shallow, but, like, the 3DS, like, you know, what it offers is, like, as as hardware allows Layton to be, like, far more interactive, and there's a lot more going on in the environments, it's not so stale, so, um, you know, you're still having, you know, same puzzles and dialogue and stuff like that, but it's just, like, the appeal of the visuals and like exploring the environments, like just yeah. like how you can like magnify. Cause just before, like it was all, everything was on the touch screen and it showed you like the picture and you just kind of just kept tapping around it until you found stuff. But now like, there would like, be, there would be kind of a routine in the older games, Nate, yeah. where you would just like, you would go to a new area and just tap every corner of it. Right. And just like, be like, okay, hint coin, hidden puzzle. And then the new one, like you still kind of do the same thing, but it seems like they're wise to the fact that people do that. Because instead of tapping furiously, you're just kind of like hovering the, yeah, the, yeah. the stylus around. And yeah. they usually put like the hint coins and stuff on like the like the peaks of structures or yep. you know like the small little objects or something like that. So well, it's, it's not like a ton of effort to do that. Yeah, just to explain it. The, Sorry, yeah. Neil. Oh yeah, you. I was gonna go somewhere else. So. Yeah. Well, I just want maybe just for the listener, just like just to explain a bit better, like what is so different about this one in terms of like the layout and how you play the game is um just it's this was obviously like a launch title for the 3ds launch in japan yeah, yeah. no i mean that baffles me yeah like, how good this because <laughs> it looks, looks great right it looks fantastic and yeah. the 3d is really good yeah but um but what's so different is that everything obviously because of the 3d they really took advantage of it and kept everything on the top screen um, which helps and hinders in different respects, but right now I'll just explain the differences. So um, the top screen shows like your view, which before in previous games would always be on a touch screen. So you just tap around the environment to find the puzzles. Now you kind of bring out a magnifying glass, and on the bottom screen you control where it goes, and you see that you know reflected on the top screen. And when the mic- when the uh, magnifying glass kind of uh, illuminates, 
Um, that means you can you can tap in that on the screen in that area, and it'll tell you. It'll be like a puzzle, or it'll be like you know, like uh, Luke's or uh, Layton's comments on the environment. Yeah. And that's how yeah, you find yeah. stuff, and that's how you find hint coins and stuff like that. And like you said before, you just tapped everywhere, and you get like a hint coin. Or but now it's like now you're like, oh, this could be a puzzle. No, it's another hint coin. But they do get you to like look around the environment a lot more. But uh, it's cool because the environments are much more alive. Like there's people moving in the city, and there's walking around and. Not everyone. Not just because you see a person on the screen doesn't mean that they have a puzzle for you. They're, they could right. just be part of the environment. No, just a, just a cool. person on the screen. Yeah. No, I, I really like that. Like I mentioned in the review, the way it, you know, it in the first part, it kind of puts you in the city and you're in the outside. So you're you're in places where there's taller structures and stuff, and so you're kind of looking up from the viewpoint of a person just kind of standing in the city square. And everything looks really, really nice. The 3D layering effect is just beautiful. And you're moving around, you know, using the touch screen to move in and out of the layers, um, you know, as you probe the areas, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm still not that far into it. I just got uh, when, when you go back in time, not to spoil anything. Oh, but, yeah, the same with me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, there's just something special about these games, and, <laughs> and the story that they tell, and the kind of ridiculousness, and the the very weird presentation and worldview that I mean, it, it's very consistent. I feel, but it's mm-hmm. bananas nonetheless. Yeah, it's it's like a, it's a really gorgeous city, and I, I don't know, it's just the kind of game I really like. It's just there's a lot of color, and I'm surprised for a launch game like the the uh, how well the 3D is done and I got to say like the stereoscopic 3D but as well the 3D models are look excellent like yeah the, they they're did a really well you job. know proportioned and animated I think it's really easy for people to be like oh man they're going away from sprites now I love sprites just as much as anybody but the transition is done just so well that you can understand like that why they would go in the direction just just the yep. limits of animation just opens up so much more like there's so much more you can do and um, yeah but the only thing that is bothering me is, and I think probably Neil will be able to understand this a bit better, but it's with, um, like, when it has, because they want to keep everything on the top screen, on the, on the, on the, on like, the better screen, um, the hints, uh, like, the things that you would read that would explain the puzzle and what you need to do are on the bottom screen, and generally that has to go away to allow you to make your selections on the bottom screen based on the top screen. So I find myself a lot having opened up because it'll be like, oh, A says that she's not the one with the yellow scarf. Uh, that's a lie. And B says they have a blue scarf. You yeah, know, it's just like keep going back, and I, you know, you, you <laughs> should be able to make memos on the bottom screen, just right on right on top of the puzzle. But it's you can't really do that so much anymore. And so that's kind of a weird decision. But you can, well, you can still focused. do the memos. It's just a little different because they use the top scarf. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a lot of back and forth with reading the hints and putting them away to write your memo and then re- bringing out the hints again. So it's kind of weird, but it's good. Yeah. So I guess uh, from here, uh, Nate, are you going to go back and play all the old ones? Um. Well, I don't know. You guys are kind of warning me <laughs> off. I, I do want to try Last Spectre at least, and maybe uh, you said Unwind Future is pretty yeah. good. I mean, like, I mean, there's still like a bunch of new puzzles, but I would definitely say if you if you if you had to play just one of the old Layton games, mm-hmm. or I guess kind of like putting them in some sort of order. I mean, as long as you're not too long as you don't care too much about the plot because there, nope. there is an overarching plot but it's not really like that that amazing no. uh, i would say unwound future is by far my favorite i think last specter would probably be number two as far as like you know quality and favorite goes and then probably two than one 
Okay. Um, and it's it's not like any of them are bad. It's just that the series has improved so much over time that, that like going back, like I think going back to the first one after you know now on number five, it would be a really it would be really really jarring. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I'll say too though is like um, the last one that you're speaking of, Last Spectre. Uh, that is <laughs> chronologically that's like the first game. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. and right now you're playing the second game, the and then second, it goes, yeah. and then you know the third one's coming out, and then it goes back to on the Curious Village. But I'll say too, with Curious Village, it did like probably like the best job of integrating the puzzles with like the people and like yeah. the whole making sense. And then as the series went on, it just became like more and more. They're like, they're like, man, my foot is so friggin' itchy. Here's a puzzle, dude. <laughs> a and pu- they're just, yeah, they're I just love that. Puzzle people, like, yeah, like, puzzles are the currency yep. and the stuff that people use. It's wonderful. The conversation. I love that world. I don't know yeah. if I'd want to live there because some weird shit happens, but it's, I think it's it would cool be that... fun. <laughs> and it's yeah, funny because I, I need not... to have my token puzzle ready at all times in case a professor in a top hat and a little boy walked by me. <laughs> I gotta say too that um, I'm uh, surprised that the mini games. I'm actually playing them more than I have the, in the previous games. Like I don't know if I was just trying to get through them before. Generally, I don't like playing those mini games. Like I don't like. When the puzzles build on build on each other, it just keep going and going. I, going. I, I kind of, I mean, I wrote the review for Last Spectre, but uh-huh. basically, I played enough to get the vibe of each of those mini games and yeah, stop right. playing them. But I really like the shop one. Yeah, <laughs> have you tried that one, cool. uh, Neil? I haven't really it's, dived into the shop hard. one that much. Yeah, I really like, like I'm it. Not, like, I'm not good at it. <laughs> it's all about like they give you like the square space, and it's like you run a shop, and they give you there's a series of items. Now you have to arrange the items. On like the sh- like you know the shelf space, and when a customer comes in, there's an item that you can't move, and that's the item they want to buy. So if it's an apple, this is just the earliest example. If it's an apple, and you and it's a red apple, you can put a green apple beside it, and she'll let and she'll want to buy it because it's green. Oh, it's another apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then above that, you'll be like, well, here's a green it's, banana, it's really, and then she's it's like, well, it's green, thing, you idiot. I, I played so the first it, one of those, and then was just kind of like, you know what? I, I can't do this yet. This sounds like it's gonna make my mind bend. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really neat though. Yeah, I mean it it's is a lot better really than I think me, the so. diabolical box had this stupid T one that just seemed like based oh like, my God. purely oh. on like I guess this maybe. I always try them and then I'm just like this is what is going on like because yeah. it's just like and then like you're like if you like it it'll just be locked and then you can't that you can't progress until you go further in the game and at that point I'm just like I'm already like nine hours in and I don't have a lot of time to game like I just want to finish the real game more so right. than this but. But I'm sorry, like, this took a really long time, and I'm glad we're finally getting it. I remember back in the day when Curious Village came out, like, people were like, oh my god, the manual says to keep the, to keep the game because there's going to be another one coming out. And then, like, you yeah. just, it, like, forever. Like, and so yeah. it was just the same thing. And, then, way with and then I just stopped. So I'm hoping we get the next one not as long a wait. Not almost a two year long wait. Um, well, I mean, they've been consistently every year. I don't know what's going to happen next year, though. We might have a quicker turnaround on the game finally, because I believe the sixth one is coming out. I think like spring 2013 in Japan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we have been consistently. I mean, Curious Vill- or yeah, Curious Village came out in like February 2008. Yeah. And then we had a year and a half wait, and then yeah, since it was then the fall, I think. Yeah. The next one. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it funny. Like I hear that, August, and I'm like, that's not that bad. The, but yeah. I really feel like it feels like forever. Like I just, it's a really fun series. Like. I don't know, like, you think I'd be tired of it by now, but it, it's not, like, it's just so interesting, yeah. and, and as and as outlandish, and everyone, you know, talks shit on the story for just being goofy and stuff like that, but maybe but that's it's just so what much I want. fun. It's so much yeah, fun, yeah. And every now, they yeah. just spruce it with, you know, every now and then there's some cinematics in it, some hand-drawn animation, and it's 
great. It's so much fun. And I really, you know, it's, it's so lame. But now that we're in the second, you know, like the chronology, like the second game, the Emmy Elteva is not in Curious Village. And I don't know if they, and I'm like, are they going like, to explain what happens in the next game? <laughs> I'm like actually you show curious. up in the first game with like her blood on your hands or something. Oh my god! No, I should go back and check it out. Yeah. But, <laughs> Probably uh, a clue. Yeah, it's so freaky. What's like when he's driving there? his car into the town in Curious Village, you just see like in her the... underneath the car. Like She's a in hand. the trunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Lane got dark. Yeah. We'll never talk about this again, Luke. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I guess I mean in the future we got Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney to look forward to yeah. as well. And I think uh, that should be brought, being brought over by Capcom, if it does. I mean, I don't know with level 5 and bringing over the Guild Zero One games as eShop releases what that means for, for their publishing. Because there's always been the threat, it seems, with every latent game that Nintendo is not going to publish this level 5 is. Yeah. And uh-huh. to me, it's always been kind of like, well, why would level 5 publish it? I think the latent series is only popular in North America because it's published by Nintendo, yeah, honestly. Yeah, push they give it, yeah. I agree. I don't know. Like, and, and it is it is troubling to know what they're going to do with um, Ace Attorney. So I don't know. Never, yeah. I mean, I think Ace Attorney, Attorney is definitely coming over. Oh uh, yeah, six. Yeah, yeah. I sorry. I just meant the versus one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is troubling. Like, it's but that's one I really look forward to because Shu Takumi, <laughs> the writer. Yeah. This is becoming too much Ace Attorney talk. But anyways, yeah. So he's written that one, but he's written Ace Attorney six. Yeah, so that I'm game's like, coming out in Japan like month. Yeah. So uh, that's that's Crazy. what I'm looking forward to. Maybe what we'll see is that one next year, and then the sixth game the year after that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll just get double latent next year. That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh man! Did you guys ever see uh, that that box that they got in Europe? Because latent sells like so crazy yeah. well over there, and it was like it held the first, it held the first three, and you're like, there's a fourth. Oh man! And I was hoping, and this is like, oh my god, I don't even know. <laughs> Those will be edited out. But I know the spine of the new one; it's white again, and I was like, oh. Because it went black with um, Last Spectre on this on this spine, yeah. so it didn't match the other one. So I'm like, well, maybe because it's a new trilogy, this one will be black. But no, nope. no. Well, I'll chalk it up to that. Doesn't Nintendo matter for me because I bought it digitally. So I guess I'm the only mm. person that did that. That was because I was I was I was in Green Bay at the time, and I just uh-huh. I like you know 11 o'clock Central Time. I was like, oh, I'll just go on the eShop and download it, and you know down this. Bought it, you know. Download later. Close my 3DS. Welcome in the morning, and I had Layton. Oh, cool. Did you uh, freak out when you're like, "Oh, I'll download the Daily Puzzle"? Oh my God, why does it mean? Why? What does it mean? I can't read my SD <laughs> yeah. card. I, I have yeah. not. <laughs> I was like, man, is this because this was like a launch game, and they're like, "Oh, why would you have a bigger SD card?" And uh, it wasn't. And I was like, "Oh, this is weird." But just like worked itself out, like I don't know, on the next day or something. So I was yeah, like, oh, it was probably weird. just launch day jitters. Yeah, like you got scared. I don't know, <laughs> man. There's a lot of people here. I think you know honestly, oh, I like reveal myself as like as like a guy who rushes through games, but I have never touched any of the download puzzles <laughs> like in oh, any of the games. There's enough like like there's enough game there already that I'm like okay I'm done I can take the year and a half break yeah. and then I've never I've never done the bonus later. puzzles or the the download puzzles and if you think about that that means a, I think that's I, a lot of puzzles like you know it's what they, they generally have them like every like. Like three hundred download puzzles for each one. I, I don't remember what the past ones were. I know for this one it's like every day for the next year or something. Yeah. So that's like a thousand puzzles I've just left on the table okay. if I'm ever bored. I wish they would do something really like awesome and be like, oh man, we're gonna give you a free season's pass and it's uh for yeah. a year's worth of uh, DLC for Layton. Well, awesome. they do that every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that just about does it. Um, 
go out and enjoy Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask if you are not already. It's a Layton game, so it's awesome and rad. Download it. Yeah. Put it on your 3DS. I recommend it. I mean, I might actually play the daily puzzles down the road then. Buy yeah, it in that's retail. Probably a better way to do it. It's way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right, see ya. This segment of connectivity. I'm Scott Thompson. Today I'm joined by uh, Zach Kaplan. I'm gonna wreck it. Yes, there you go. And uh, you couldn't tell from that we're going to be talking about Wreck It Ralph. Um, actually, Zach, uh, this will be his first episode, but he'll be on two segments this episode, so he's already uh, making my way up. In there the world. you go. Yeah, not wrecking it, I guess. Yeah. So um, I just saw this movie on Sunday. When did when did you see it, Zach? Uh Saturday. Okay, so it's pretty fresh. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, what, what did, I guess we can go over the plot a little bit first. I mean, it, it's pretty clear if you've seen the, uh, any of the trailers, it kind of pretty much explains everything, but we have the character Wreck-It Ralph, who's a villain in a, uh, kind of old school, uh, um, arcade. Kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like Donkey Kong in a way, like his game. Um, yeah. you know, he kind of plays the role of Donkey Kong and then Fix-It Felix is definitely, you know, the Mario character. Um, and he's, you know, when the arcade closes, he has his whole life inside the arcade cabinet where everyone in his game kind of hates him. The, uh, residents of the hotel that he always trashes, and then, I guess maybe it's an, I guess it'd be an apartment building, but either way. And, and he, then, get, uh, he gets, uh, uh, at the, um, Game Central Station, he gets treated like a second-class citizen by the police officer. Yeah, that's right. Gets yeah. stereotyped. Yeah, exactly. With all the other villains. And so he's kind of sick of it, and he, you know, he's kind of wanting a, a better way for himself. And so uh, it's his game's 30th anniversary, and he goes to the uh, the party, but they won't let him in. And they basically tell him that if he if he gets a medal, like a hero's medal, then they'll they'll let him in, and they'll let him, in fact, even live in the uh, in the penthouse suite of the uh, I guess it is a hotel of the hotel. Otherwise, um, he has to just keep living out in the garbage dump with just a pile of bricks and stuff. It's essentially like Toy Story meets Roger Rabbit meets meets video games. Yeah, pretty much. I think the Toy Story comparison is pretty apt too, as far as like which we'll talk about in a little bit. But um, like little nods to uh to like video game culture and stuff. Yeah. Um, Toy Story was big on that with the uh, you know the old toys and things like that. So yeah, they got um, all the rights to Hasbro and all exactly the companies. Exactly. So anyway, he he departs on an adventure. He sneaks into a um, a first person shooter and wants to win a uh, a medal there because he heard that if you uh, get to the very end of that game, then you get a medal. So he wants to do that. And then you know the things go wrong. He gets 
not really trapped. I guess he could leave any time, but he, he wants his medal. So he, he's stuck in this kart racing game called Sugar Rush. And I guess things go from there. I guess maybe we won't spoil it entirely for anyone who wants to see. They the, uh, spend a lot of time in Sugar Rush. Rush. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's like the whole like second half of the movie. Maybe even more than that. Maybe it's like, could be like 60% really. I really liked the movie, but that kind of disappointed me. I thought they really could have had some different worlds, like yeah. video game worlds. Yeah, and that that was one of um, Neil's complaints. He mentioned this in the email thread before we uh, started recording this. He's not here now, but he wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, the, the trailer makes it look like there's going to be kind of consistent video game references throughout, and it kind of starts off that way. Um, there's some good ones. I mean, Qbert's in the trailer and stuff, and there's Sonic, and then there's even some, like, lesser ones. Like, I love when he's going through the uh, the Lost and Found, and he finds, like, the Metal Gear Solid yeah, exclamation that, point. Yeah. It does the noise and everything, you know, as if you've alerted a guard. That was pretty sweet. Um, but once he gets to the, um, Sugar Rush game, it really, like, gets away from that entirely. I mean, th- there's the kart racing motif, you know, kind of like Mario Kart. And there's um, still some things, like, about the glitches and hidden areas w- that weren't completed, but... Right, right, yeah, like, levels that... But it's more, had... it's more generic video game than, uh, like, specific. Specific references, exactly. And then it, it does turn into, like, a lot more, like, candy references for some reason, like, like the, uh, the, the character i why can't i what's her name vanessa what's her vanellope vanellope something yeah yeah like von schweetz or something but she um she lives in a they call it like diet diet pop or diet soda mountain or something and and there's mentos that are like the like uh stalactites and then when the mentos fall into the mountain they cause huge eruptions and you know it's kind of funny but um yeah it just all, all turns into like candy references for the last like half of the movie um, which is fine. It's it's not bad necessarily, but it, it kind of gets away from probably why a lot of people are going to see it, and that's specifically I, the video game stuff. I mean, they still kept. They were still all video game characters, and there were still some video game references, but nothing like the first part of the movie. Right, right. Where it's just like every scene, it seems like there's something going on that you know you would recognize as a video game fan. Um, that is up until the end credits, which are totally awesome. Yeah, I kind of left before I saw those. Oh, really? Well, I saw the end, but then I didn't see the credits. Yeah, the credits are great. Yeah, I mean, it's just like they go through a bunch of different, like, sort of fake games that are from the um, the movie and then, like, real games, too. So, like, at one point it has, um, you know, Ralph and um, and I, I still can't. What was her name? Vanellope. Vanellope. Yeah. Such a weird name. They have they have the two of them and um and Ryu like destroying a, a car from like um you know from like one of the bonus stages in Street Fighter Two, um and like stuff like that or like it has um a brief like snippet of um a Sonic Two level and just stuff like that all like built into the credits which is kind of cool. Uh, this is kind of related. Have you ever seen Wally? Yeah, yeah. The credits, uh, in the credits of Wally, they they redo the entire movie on like eight bit on the sides. I th- that was pretty. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. And that's that's what this is like, yeah. Like the characters are all kind of like eight bit, or they they look like however they should look based on what game that they're in during the the little credit sequence. And then at the very end, after the credits are over, it actually does a kill screen, like from an arcade game. Oh. It, like like it, it shows it shows like the Disney logo, and then yeah, and then it just like completely glitches out, which is kind of funny. At the beginning, they had the Walt Disney animation. They had the um Mickey Mouse in eight bit, Steamboat yeah. Willie. That was pretty cool as a Disney fan. Cool. Yeah, and like it had like the music all like eight bit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, overall, you know, even with the sort of lack of, um, video game references in the second half, I thought it was a fairly enjoyable movie. Uh, Um, yeah, I thought in the end, I'm not going to spoil it, but I thought it had a pretty clever ending. 
like I didn't see it coming. Yeah. You it know, wasn't too uh like it wasn't too predictable. No, no, I didn't think so either. Yeah, I didn't really put the the pieces together um for that. I will say um I was kind of like waiting for in the end for like a bunch of the video game heroes to show up and like sort of help out while, you know, Ralph did his his final little plan. Like because earlier in the movie um during the the party for the 30th anniversary of Wreck-It Ralph um you know, Felix says, you know, something, uh, Ralph's at the door and rings the doorbell, and then Felix says something along the lines of, like, oh, I think it's Mario, that guy's always late. And I, I was kind of just waiting for him to show up at some point in the movie, and so I kind of thought at that, like, end part where all the, uh, you know, like, the bugs are attacking the Sugar Rush game and everything, I thought, like, maybe him and, like, Sonic and a bunch of the other guys would, like, show up and, like, help out um, so Ralph could get away to, like, do his final little plan, which we won't spoil, but... Kind of like uh, near the end of Roger Rabbit, they go in into Cartoon Town, and you see Mickey Mouse and, uh, what is it, uh, Roger, not Roger Rabbit, uh, Bugs uh, Bunny. Bugs Bunny, yeah. Or, at the end, they all crash into the room. And exactly, yeah, you get that one scene where it's, like, all of them are there. Um, so I was kind of, like, waiting for something like that, but that never, that never happened. But that's, that's actually a pretty apt comparison with the, um, the Roger Rabbit, because it does feel like that, like, just a collection of all these, uh, sort of, I guess, sort of video game icons and you know, all put into one one space, which is kind of neat. Um, I especially was waiting for Mario to show up because Bowser is in the movie, so I thought for sure Mario would be in it if they got Nintendo to let Bowser be in it. Uh, um, from what I heard, Nintendo, they're, like, okay with Bowser, but they're really protective of Mario. So. Right, right, which is pretty understandable considering the last movie venture was the Super Mario Brothers movie, <laughs> yeah. which is not, not, not all that hot. <laughs> with, I was hoping it was kind of a long shot, but uh, with the cybugs, those were the bugs that were attacking, they could take the abilities from other people they ate, so I was really hoping Kirby would come in, but that never happened. <laughs> yeah, that would have been, been pretty neat. Um, but yeah, it was enjoyable. I, I really liked the, the, the voice cast. Um, I kind of find Sarah Silverman kind of annoying in general, but I thought she was actually really good in this movie as the, as the little girl. Um, what's his, and then, the guy from, uh, 30 Rock did that. Oh yeah. He yeah. He did a good um, job. Yeah, he did. Why can't I, Jack McBrayer, I think. Yeah. Name. Yeah. He was great as, as Felix. Cause he was that perfect. I mean, he was basically his character from 30 Rock, which is just like, just sort of like kind of sweet, just like really like do good kind of guy who, who can't even like, who wouldn't even ever have like a bad thought ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he would never have some sort of like evil or corrupt thought. Like he was just kind of sweet throughout the movie. And I, I thought it was perfect. It's kind of, yeah, like the, the hero. I was glad too. They didn't like make him too dopey. Like he was, he was, yeah, he made sense as the hero. You know, I mean, he, he had hero, like hero qualities. Um, um, and I liked that, you know, he, I thought they might just play him too much, like kind of a buffoon. So I was glad that he actually like, could take care of himself. My problem with the Sarah Silverman character, Vanellope, uh, mm-hmm. whatever her name is, uh, was that I know it's a kids movie or it's aimed at kids, but there was a lot of like stupid potty humor with it, her. Yeah, it was like it, it bordered like a little bit too like kitty like. Yeah, definitely, and, I, I would agree with that. Which you normally don't get like in a Pixar movie, for instance, where it's great for kids, but you don't get those like cheap kind of. I mean, it's in the trailers, but when he talks about the Heroes Duty game that he's in, and she says like, "Did you say duty?" and then like laughs about it, and it's like that's. I don't even think that's relevant. Do people call poop duty anymore? I don't even think. I'm so. not sure. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't even seem like a relevant reference, especially with a Disney movie like Walt Disney. I'm a 
huge Disney fan. Walt Disney wanted to make things that were good for both kids and adults. But then right. when you try and aim something and like just to get laughs from little kids in the audience, that's like just no. I will say though, like little kids love it. I don't know what time of the day you saw this movie. Oh, I, I saw it in the afternoon, and it was very loud. Yes, yeah, I saw it at um, yeah, probably around like three in the afternoon, and we actually took um our eight month old daughter, and she just slept most of the time, and then she woke up and just kind of like mumbled loudly and laughed a little bit and not at anything in particular just because that's kind of what she does um but there were just tons and tons of kids and yeah i mean they all seem to really enjoy it so i guess if you are a parent listening to this this is probably something good to take your kids to um you know judging by the reaction of the kids who just ate everything up especially the candy references for as much as the candy references didn't do anything for us i think it appealed a lot to kids um, which is kind of weird. In a way, it was like the video game references, because a lot of them are older references, were sort of for the adults, and then the candy stuff was for the kids, I guess. Um, well, since they were, like, older video games, so... Exactly, yeah. Like, I'm not sure how many kids at that movie knew Street Fighter 2, you know? To them, that might as well have just been made up for the movie, you know? I, they know Sonic, but... Yeah. Um, and Bowser. Know, yeah, Sonic and Bowser, but, like, you know, some of the other references, maybe not. Even, like, the ghost from Pac-Man. I mean, did they even really put that together? If you see Pac-Man, you know Pac-Man, but, like, do you really, they really, like, put together the ghosts? They even had a, I forget specifically what it was, but they even had a reference to the game Kicks, Q, Q-I-X. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. Uh, I was reading about all the different references, and they mentioned that. Something interesting, originally this was going to take place on an Xbox hard drive. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Cause right. We wouldn't be talking about it. Right, there would be no Nintendo references whatsoever. And it would be like kind of boring. <laughs> It'd just be like Master Chief. When when you saw when you saw it, did you see a commercial for the Wii U? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I got there early enough that I saw the. Um, it was specifically for um, New Super Mario Brothers U. But, yeah, same yeah. with me. There was more of a reaction from a PlayStation All Stars commercial than there was for that. In my oh, really? audience, yeah. yeah. There was one kid who was like shouting out Uncharted. Little Big Planet. He even knew Infamous, which I'm like, how does this six year old know what Infamous is? <laughs> That's wild. No, I guess with me, most people were still filing in, so like, I didn't really get much reaction to it, other than me just be like, oh my god, Wii U. Yeah, I want. <laughs> I was getting ready for to hear a kid say, "Oh, that's the new Wii add-on," and I was getting ready to get up and say, "Shut up, kid! It's a new system." But yeah, it's not I didn't have to do that. Well, it's good. That's good. So, um, yeah, I think you wrote a review for the movie, didn't you? Or... Uh, yeah, it's still not up. It's like in uh editing purgatory. Oh, okay. Well, it should be up by the time this goes up because this will be on Saturday. Did yeah. You, did you assign a score to it at all? No, no. Okay, it's yeah. gonna be as a blog. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, I don't know that, yeah, I don't know what kind of score I would give it, but I, I think it's worth seeing. Um, I mean, if, if you're going specifically just for video game references and you have, like, no interest in the story and you find, like, Disney movies or, like, Pixar movies just kind of beneath you for whatever reason, then you'd be crazy to think that. But if you do, then this movie will not be for you. But, like, I think if you just want, like, some good, like, lighthearted fun, um, with some video game references strewn about, then I, I think it's definitely worth it. I've been reading online. Some people were saying, like, the ending almost made them cry. Uh, I didn't really see that. No, I mean, you know, it was, it was a, like, I guess a little emotional, but not, like, on the, the scale of something Toy like... Toy Story 3. 
Exactly, which just makes you cry pretty much the entire movie. Um, yeah, it wasn't like that, or like um, even like Up, you know, the beginning of Up, or some, you know, Wally and stuff like that. Yeah. I, it, it didn't match like the uh, emotional highs of of those movies, but it, there's enough there. I mean, I guess that you could get invested in, in stuff like that, but not not necessarily tear worthy. I don't think. If this means we'll get an attraction with Nintendo references at Disney World, then that'll be all worth it. Oh yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I, it's done really well. I think it was the the number one movie for the the week. It you know last it week made, and everything. It made about forty nine million. So okay. It, did, yeah. it was the highest opening for a Disney non Pixar animated movie. Sure, sure. So that's huge. So I, I would imagine we'll see a sequel. So it'll be cool to see what they uh, what they do with that. Um, you know, hopefully they go all out with the references and stuff. Um, and yeah, we'll see. I like I did like the end where he, yeah, Ralph, you know, at the, the very end, he's talking about how his game has suddenly become popular again uh, yeah. once everything's sorted out. And he says, you know, because the kids call it retro, which he thinks means like old and cool, cool. or whatever, which is funny because that's, I mean, that's very much what's going on now. Like the, uh, this obsession with retro games. So. There was one joke in the movie where the kids are coming into the arcade, which I found really weird because it takes place current day. And like, why are there kids who know what an arcade is? But yeah, why why is there an arcade at all? Yeah. <laughs> but there was there was the kid. A couple of kids came in, and then there's this one older guy, and um, he's he made some comment, but it was like about him being old and still playing video games or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the the owner of the arcade says something yeah. a little a little quip. Yeah. I was I was hoping that um they would I I was hoping that the um guy was he I was. Ho- was he dressed up as a referee? I, I can't the, remember. Uh, the arcade owner? Yeah. It kind of looked like that. He was definitely wearing, like, stripes and stuff. If not, like, an arcade owner, he looked like a guy, like, who would work at the circus or something. Like, like striped pants and a vest or something. Well, I was thinking, I thought he would look like the guy from, have you ever seen King of Kong, the documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy who runs the arcade and, or he runs the like operation, the, the high score. Right, like, the whole event. Twin yeah. Galaxies, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's true. Yeah, you know, I'd have to go back and watch it again to see, like, if maybe that is a reference to him. It could be. They were going to do a competition between uh, Steve Weeby and Billy Mitchell of uh, Wreck-It Ralph or Fix-It Felix Jr., the game. I'm not sure when that's happening, though. It got delayed because of, uh, it might have been the hurricane or something else. Oh really? That's yeah. actually pretty awesome. I didn't even know was, they had like I didn't even know they had like a working arcade cabinet. Yeah, thing. something went wrong with the cabinet, of course, so they didn't yeah. do it. But yeah, that's pretty amazing. A good idea. Yeah. Too, too bad. From what I've seen of the game so far, it doesn't look too good. Like not fix it, Felix Jr. The actual tie-in game. I mean, it's kind of to be expected, but you think they Activision will get it right. But again, it's Activision, so. Right. And, you know, I didn't even really think about it at the time, but I, I wrote a news article over the summer about how Wreck-It Ralph was going to be featured in um, Sonic and All-Stars Racing. Um, and at the time, I didn't really think about it, because that's like a sort of basically a kart racing game. And now that I've seen the movie, I get it, because the whole like second half of the movie is a kart racing game. So maybe it, it makes perfect sense. Maybe they'll do like DLC of uh, Candy Sugar Rush. Sugar Rush DLC, a track, maybe. Oh, yeah. They might, they might even just have a track in the game just to, from the get-go. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I guess that'll do it. Overall, I, I think a very enjoyable movie. Not not as great as some of the Pixar movies, but as far as a Disney movie about video games goes, it was, you know, pretty good. It wasn't demeaning at all. <laughs> it yeah. didn't talk down to fans of video games, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, Zach. Thanks for being here. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I... Let us know in the uh, talkback feed what you thought about Racket Ralph if you've seen it. 
And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send your listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a moment, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Thanks.